Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I'm kind of the friend that always checking on other, but everybody else. So they kind of like forget to circle back around and be like, hey, T, you good? I know you got six kids, two dogs, two chinchillas and stuff, but are you good? Until <laughs> <laughs> I was around the corner when she walked right in. High heels, short dress, he should have known right then. He walked over like, you the shorty, I should be rocking. She told him, baby, I'm a job, you need to get clocked in. She next level, ask for the prize, she won't settle. No breaks, so she hit the road, foot to the pedal. No days off, I mean, that's often offensive. She like the ball, like the park with the fences. Yeah, so her lifestyle get awfully expensive. She might dismiss it, but it's hard to resist her because she's a boss. So I know that there's two things for sure that a lot of women, I won't say most women, but a lot of women care about, and that's fashion and camaraderie amongst their girlfriends. So first I want to ask you guys kind of, where do you get your style from? Where do you get your fashion sense from? Well, I'm more of a sporty type of girl. Um, I like a lot of street sneakers. Um, Jordan 1s, which are so hard to get now. I hate buying resale. Um, so I'm more laid back. I mean, I love sweats. I love t-shirts. I get most of my stuff just from like street, urban, you know, vibe. But, you know, occasionally you got to step your game up. And I use the stylist every now and then to help me with, you know, the more girly stuff. That's cool. So it just, I mean, it enhances kind of your personality. And it does. You already want to express about yourself. What about you guys? Me, I'm kind of like all over the place. Like, I love sexy, I love sporty, I love glam. Um, I use a stylist, King Cartier. Michael, I love I feel you. Like you playing your fashion down a little bit, Kiafa. Like, right. you really be coming with the style. <laughs> your top tier style. No, top tier. I, I, I don't. She about to say. Like, um, I mean, who doesn't love labels? But, like, I don't look toward the runway to, like, oh, I'm going to emulate what she has on. Like, I like to be different. I don't want to see my outfit on anybody. So, I definitely try to do things. That, you know, I feel like I, I won't see nobody in my outfit when I go out. So, you know, me and King Cartier, we go back and forth a lot about what we should wear. And King Cartier, he is like the fashion guy. Absolutely. Like, I think it's the second time he's been mentioned on this show. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dion, Dion, Dion wears Deandre, like DeAndre always gets me, Tristan, he mm -hmm. always gets me together because he's, he knows my style. So like. Love I, DeAndre too. Yeah, Love I can't. I don't know. I'm, I'm scared of doing stuff that's out of my comfort zone. Like, I can go and purchase the same stuff all the time. I'll go look in my closet like, wait, these are all the same jeans. <laughs> so I'm like, how do you go and buy the same stuff every single time? But that's why I like having a stylist, because I feel like they take you out of your comfort zone. And it's just, you know, like, oh, I don't want to wear this. But he's like, no, try it. And then when you try it on, you feel good. You got a nice body. But see, I try it, and then I buy it, and then I don't wear it. Because right. I'd be feeling uncomfortable, like, oh, this don't look right on me. You, you gotta call your friends and hype you up, girl. Like, I'm gonna call you. So, <laughs> so, what's the comfort zone, though? For me, well, okay. So, comfort for me is just casual for the most part. Like when I wear like sexy stuff, I'll be feeling like out of place. I mean, I like, I think I can wear it, but I'm always like, oh, you know, fidgety and a little uncomfortable. Yeah. But you're you're okay putting it together. I'm okay with putting it together for the most part, but like I'm more of a. You know, if I go in, like, not like Kiafa. Kiafa can wear something that's just, like, not on the mannequin. I'll be like, oh, that mannequin, like, you have that in my size. Yeah. You know, and I can pick it out like that. But What about you guys? Oh, I like comfort. Yeah. I like comfort. I have two style besties. Uh, I have a bestie <laughs> that, you know, I, I can send her everything. And I have another bestie that she's more, like, animal prints and natural and nature. She gives me, like, a Sade vibe. Yeah. So I like to be, like, kind of cool and comfortable, you know. So you ask your girlfriends? I do. Yeah. I'd, I'd be blowing their texts up. Like, girl, so do you like this? And okay, now if I switch this out, can you, do you like this? And I'm sure they're like, probably so sick of me. <laughs> I think I would get a totally different vibe from each one of my girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I would know what to wear. And then, depending how you feel that night, you know, especially like if you're going on a date night versus if you're going out with your girls, then you're like, you know, I feel like you might know who to text for what. 
date night, I'm more comfortable because, you know, I got my hype man. Like, oh, you sexy. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> what are y'all weird like doing it? Like every day? Because I feel like I look like a bum every day. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm definitely in the I definitely form. Form. Yeah. So that's leggings, yeah. you know, whatever I can get. Nike. Because, yeah. Like yeah. Instagram and real life is real different. Real different. <laughs> real different. Real different. Real different. And Lululemons ah. be having you looking right. Like my butt be looking right. I'll be like, okay, let me just stick to this. It's comfortable. That's because you be working out. <laughs> I do pure bar. No, I'm not all the time. I just started. I've been consistent this year. And then we're only three months in. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. For you. That's mm. awesome. What about you, Ashley? Ooh, fashion is not my thing. Um, you look fly every time I see you. Yeah. Every time. Every time. I know what my thing is, and it ain't fashion. And that's okay with me. I like free stuff, so... Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, if somebody wants to send me something, if anybody wants to send me anything um, for free, I will wear it. Um, it's free. I want three. Yeah. Um, and no, I mean, I I love like small boutiques, black owned boutiques. Um, Chic Couture is one of my favorite ones. I'm always wearing their stuff. Their stuff um, is cute. But yeah, like I I like fashion and I, I'm, I, you know, I love to you know, watch my friends get cute and stuff, but I can't necessarily put it together and I get frustrated with trying to put it together. And so I just stick to just quick stuff, you but know, you do quick, sexy easy. so well. I'm just saying, you're like a model, so everything looks yes. amazing on you, Ashley. I be showing my husband, I'm like, can I do this? Like, it is. Oh, I don't know about that. See, yeah, y'all are getting tricked by Savage Finny. No, not just your Savage Finny. Like, you, you do sexy really well. Oh, well, thank y'all. I never would have thought sexy was me, but okay, I'll take it. I think it's your aura. And really? It's like I give off sexy? Yes. yes. So this sexy, is the thing. Yeah. I look like a whole boy right now. But, but this is the thing. You don't always have to showcase everything yeah, to be sexy. True. And I if you have that. confidence and you have yeah, a sexy vibe, like, okay, okay. it comes got across. You, got you. Well, y'all do the fashion thing well. Y'all inspire me. I do try to wear sparkles for Kiafa every now and then <laughs> when we go out, you know, but that's as good as it gets. Yeah. Definitely not fashion queen. Um, I just, I, to me, it's an extension of my personality. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I, I feel one type of way one day, I'll be in sweats and a bike shorts. Or if I feel another type of way, I'll be in a hot pink crinkle skirt. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but it's, I don't know. You're I just very play off. queenish today. No, well, thank you. Thank you. No, I just play off my, my, my vibe, whatever my vibe is for the day. And it's like playing dress up for me. Yeah. Um, so I don't do the same thing every time. Sometimes I look like a boy. Sometimes I look like a, you know, a queen or whatever else. And, you know, I kind of, I like to mix um, things that aren't supposed to belong together. You know what I mean? So it's like I mix high-end and low, and I love Target. I also love designer shops. And so for me, it's like kind of like the perfect dichotomy. Like I'm a tomboy, and I can be super girly or super sexy. And I like mixing them. High and lows so. are always a good match. But I, everybody, all my friends be blowing me up in the messages, asking me what they want to wear, or like what they should wear, you know? So I'm like that girlfriend. Yeah, I think I'm about to start doing that. Start hitting y'all up. Stay I can't is. with you. I, go, go I out with you guys. You got to be like, okay, what am I going to wear? Because they're going to be like dressed. That's how I'm like with oh. Kiafa now. I'm like, let me find my most sparkliest, <laughs> girliest. I need to find some heels real quick. Like, I'd be stressed out when it's time to go out with y'all, for real. When those drinks start flowing, we don't even pay attention to what nobody got Stress. on. We have some good time. Yeah, you know, that's true. Yeah, Most nights we miss pictures, for real. I know. Most no, nights we, we did. We did, we did the last time, for sure. Well, I think it's, it's interesting because like, you hear that women dress for women. Do you agree? Yeah. I think so, yeah. too. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you dress kind of like for your girlfriends and yeah. kind of like to feel good and feel confident. And despite popular belief, it's not for y'all men. It's yeah. not for men. It's, it's not for, for the men. It's for us. And it's for us to kind of elevate each other and feel beautiful, feel complimented and kind of like do our thing. So yeah. um, along with that, I want to ask kind of like how do you guys support your girlfriend. So we support them in fashion and like some of the other things that like if they're struggling in or if they just want some advice. But if like you had a girlfriend that was going through something or you yourself were going through anything, how would you want support or how would you like what do you do to support your friends? Oh, my gosh. I feel like my phone rings every day with like one of my friends or even like a girl that I've never met or somebody be like, you should call Kiafa. I think I listen to my friends or people that call me with like an open ear and I don't tend to judge people because I know it's 
it's hard. Life is hard. You know, it's not necessarily this is an easy thing that we have. We all have relationship questions. We have, you know, um, mom questions. And I just try to listen to my friends when they talk and not pass judgment and um, just hope them the best way that I feel like I can give them advice with. So a lot of your friends ask you for advice or do you is, do you reach out for advice too sometimes from time Absolutely. to time? Absolutely. I call my girlfriends for advice all the time. And, you know, it's like I have certain ones that I call for certain things. Like if I if I got a girlfriend that's hot-headed, I know I can call her when some bullshit happened. I'm like, girl, she's going to be like, we down? What we got to do? Or, you know, if I need some right. sound advice, I'm going to call Blair or Carmina and they're going to like... Take your time. Think this through. You know, so certain friends for certain things. Yeah, for sure. I think I like to call my friends just to vent. Like, I don't necessarily need any, like, advice back, but just for them Mm -hmm. to be able to, like, hear me say whatever I need to say at that moment. And I'm like, okay, thank you. And then I'll be (laughs) done. But it's just me just getting it out and, like, just saying something. Not necessarily, like, I don't think people give me advice too much because I don't tend to listen to anybody because I'm... (laughs) I'm that friend that always, you know, you tell me something, I'm going to do something completely different because I need to be heard and I need to say what I need to say. But just listening to me vent is like what I need from my friends. I mean, it's called venting, but I I feel like it's just an ear. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily to vent because venting has such a negative connotation behind it. It's like trash talk. But sometimes it's just not that. Sometimes yeah. it's really just I just want to be heard. Right. You know what I mean? Or I need a sounding board. I need somebody to tell me, like, nah, you you tripping. You know what I mean? Or, like, no, 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 I can understand. Or, like, I'm sorry that that happened. So are y'all venting about, like, husband stuff? Or, like, is that a Mm no-no? I feel like you have to be real, like, have that, like, discernment on who you tell your husband stuff to. Because, you know, if it's family, then they won't forget what you shared, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you have to make sure it's the right friend that also won't forget. So (laughs) for me, I feel like I'm... Like he, like I'm the non-judgmental friend. I'm a great secret keeper. You know, I'm not going to tell your business. You don't have to worry about it. Leaving me. Um, And then I'll just like pull up on you. So if you're really going through it, I will show up at your house. Like what's happening? Like, let's just sit around. I'm the casual friend. Maybe not so much the go out all the time friend because I'm always like busy. By the end of the day, I'm so tired. But I'll pull up to your house and help you with your kids and just hang out and watch TV. I'll call you Asian. I'll watch kids. You've offered to help me from time to time when I was um, when I was recovering, and you were like, you know what, I'll come and take the kids, and you know we'll go to the park or whatever. And I was like, that. I mean, obviously our kids are like best friends, or <laughs> Ziggy thinks that Ava's her best friend. Oh, um, that's all sweet. the time, they my are, best friend. Cute. But you know, it's just it was like, oh, that would be amazing, you know, because I got the little baby at home, and you had I don't know who had your baby, but. <laughs> Yeah, they're all there. You know, I mean, when they're all around the same age, it's easier to do that, too, you know. Um, But I think that's good because sometimes we need that support to even just like have a break from the kids and just have a moment, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And it depends what's going on, but it always helps to, you know, drop your kids off. (laughs) Let me ask y'all, did y'all feel like y'all found friends like with um, amongst the teams y'all played for? I did at, at the Jets. I don't think I did at the other three teams that I was with. So, like, to be on four different teams and only find friendships at one, that says a lot about... So the Jets was, like, your best team that y'all Jets, played for? Well, I mean, I guess we were there the longest, so I had more time to kind of develop those friendships. But I felt like I made long-lasting friendships that, like, if I don't talk to them for a year, I can call them. We can pick up right where we left off. Yeah. What about you, Meiji? Well, I have made friends pretty much. And so we've been six different teams. Wow. Um, I've pretty, I've made a friend, somebody that I can really consider a friend on in every state that we've been in. And we maintain those friendships. But I, I always say that if, if my husband is friends with your husband on the field and in the locker room and they have that bond, typically we are going to connect to and jive. Like, so the people that he clicked with typically were the people that I clicked with too. So it kind of made it a little easier. Um, because if we were doing like a double date night or if there was something else going on, then I actually got to enjoy the person's company outside of football life. But I didn't make friends in football life. I made friends with people who I actually genuinely felt like I would be friends with if I wasn't in football life. Uh So um, I'm not a collector of people, you know. (laughs) So it's like I prefer 
quality over quantity. And so when I found or when there was that one person that I resonated with, it was like, we're here. You know what I mean? And so like I just, you know, you pour back into that relationship. But I think it's really important and correct me if I'm wrong. So we're all married here. And obviously we all have friends that aren't married too. Do you find it important to choose who you're talking to about your marriage or your relationship with somebody who is in a marriage or in a relationship? Oh, that's a good one. Because sometimes I feel like my single friends, their experience can often lead you to appreciate your husband more too. That happens. It's not always like, oh, you know, I haven't been married yet and I don't know, you know, most of my single friends are like, girl, there's nothing out here, you know? <laughs> Make sure y'all keep it together because there's nothing out here. Oh, yeah. No, and, if I had to be single right now, I would lose right. my damn mind. It seems so hard to date. It seems so hard. It does. So I feel like, <laughs> I feel like it's, it's a bit of both, but, you know, then also you might have that, like, you know, older aunt that you can confide in who's been married for 30 years and it's like you know it's gonna be some valleys and it's gonna be some mountaintops and lows right and then you need to hear that too because then you feel like you know i'm not going through this alone and there's you know sunshine at the end of whatever we're going through now so i think that you know both are important you know i think both you can kind of you know get knowledge from and wisdom and and Laura knows we all need to just kind of have somebody in your ear that's encouraging you in your marriage. Yeah. Or not even just in your marriage, just in everyday stressors. Like as a mom, like I have friends who obviously don't have children yet. Or I, and I was probably the first of my friends, my close group of friends that had a child. So for me, it's like sometimes I just need the encouragement. Like you're doing OK. Like you got this. You're doing great. You know, or, you know, there's another way to look at something that happens. So do you consider yourself the strong friend that gets forgot about or do your friends call and check on you? Because I'm kind of the friend that always checking on other but everybody else. So they kind of like forget to circle back around and be like, hey, T, you good? I know you got six kids, two dogs, two chinchillas and stuff, but are you good? (laughs) (laughs) Not the chinchillas. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's a house full of kids. But are you like the strong, do you guys consider yourself the strong friend or I, or you need to be checked in on more by your friends? Oh, well, I don't consider myself the strong friend, but my friends consider me the strong friend. And because they consider me that, they check in on me regularly, okay. which is opposite of what most people actually do. Um, but in doing that, like I'm able to check on them and everything because I'm always busy. Like I, there's literally like no downtime. So it's really hard for me to kind of connect sometimes. And they're like, I haven't talked to Mishi in, in a month. You know what I mean? And she's all over the place. So let me figure out like, is she okay? What's going on? And I, I really appreciate that. Even though I may, I am a private person when it comes to certain things, I appreciate being able to kind of like, and just exhale for a second, you know? And then I have the friend, obviously, that I talk to all the time. You know, it's just... Um, My experience with friends, I would say, has been very interesting in, I would say, like, the last three years because I got married, and I think, I don't know, shit happened, and friendships really changed. I mean, I had single friends who I was, like, super, super close with, um and those friendships fell off. I had married friends, those friendships fell off. I think like, I don't know if I changed dramatically because I got married or whatever, but did any of you guys experience like, once you got married, like your friendships kind of, some of them change? Because I did. I feel like some of my friendships went through a season where it was like, you know, when I got married, you know, I had friends that I was used to going out with every time and, you know, doing stuff. And even though I had a kid at that time, I would still make time because that's all I had at that time was them. Then when I got married, it was more so, okay, I need to figure out how to be a wife. Like, I can't do the things that I was doing with you before. I can't just go out. But were they understanding? Um, Some of my friends were, yeah. Some of them, they just didn't understand. Like, they were like, um, well, I mean... You know, you was dating him before. We've still hanging out. Like, mm-hmm. what's the problem now? But, you know, some of them went through cycles, but then they kind of, like, came back. Like, yeah. once they realized, okay, wait. So it's okay for you to still be married and us to still be friends. Like, we yeah. can still That's what fun. I experienced. I feel like a lot time. of them were like, 
oh, you don't check on me, you don't call me as much. And I'm like, girl, I'm at home with my whole baby. Like, and my, my husband baby. is in a whole other city playing. Like, I got, I can't even check my mail right now. Like, you know, like, let alone check on you every five minutes. You know what I'm saying? And, and I mean, they did come around again, but um, yeah, things The were... friendship kind of is different the second yeah. time around. But then I started to accept friendships for what they were. Yeah. Like, I didn't... I had to I, learn that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I stopped trying to find the me and you or what I give you in a friendship and I'm like you know what this is my friend and I have a good time with her when we go out and this is what it's going to be this right. is my friend that I could put on my kids emergency card because I know if I need her she gonna roll through so I started like I don't want to say categorizing my friends but like I knew who I can depend on for what and then you know just started accepting them for what you know they value, I mean, the value they were in my friends. friends. Yeah, absolutely. I've all of my friends like that. And um, I've been blessed with so many friends. Like, God just loved me. And he brings, <laughs> like, great people to my life. And I'm just so appreciative of all of my friends that come into my life. And for what they bring, what they help me with, what they show me, what they teach me. Because I feel like if I can't learn from you, it's, it's no point of us to be together. If all we can do is go to the club then I don't want to be with you. Like during the pandemic, I learned how to trade options, mm -hmm. which was so cool. So I sit around with a bunch of my friends and we talk about stocks all day now. And that's my, that's my morning call with my girlfriend's like, Oh, did y'all see Tesla this morning? It's back up, you know? And at the end of the day, did y'all see what this closed at today? So, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Teach me your ways. Yeah. Your friends are not hitting you up about them stocks and you need yes. right. Shout out to Aristotle. I took his class. Um, it was amazing, but this is what like, you know, girlfriends, you need friends to, to grow and to help you see life in different ways and, you know, yeah. without good friends. And I like, you know, a good guy friend, too. Guys that give you a different point of view, not to be, you know, always so, like, you know, if you're mad at your husband and you talk to a guy friend, it's like, oh, you know, look at it this way. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I can see it from a, a different point of view. So Mike, I, don't be side-eyeing the guy friends. Like, I, don't, I don't have too many guy friends, but just to have, like, a conversation with a guy. Like, if I'm talking to your husband or something like that, he gives me some insight in life. Um, that's what it is. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Are you allowed to have guy friends? Like, I mean, any of you. I'm I just have, like, I don't have many. I, I wouldn't say that, you know, like, um, photographers, Sky is, like, maybe oh, yeah. my good guy friend. Okay. You know, that we chat every now and again, that Channing knows. I mean, but I think that's really it. I don't think I don't have any guy friends. I mean, the one guy friend that I have is my boxing trainer, which is also our cousin. So it's like, I don't, that doesn't really equate, <laughs> but I don't, I have a very different opinion when it comes to like friends of the opposite sex, um, because I think the dynamic changes somewhat. And I think, so for me personally, just because of how I have kind of experienced guy friends in the past before marriage and different relationships, um, in the end of that, there always is like an, an end game for them which has always made me extremely uncomfortable when I'm in a relationship. Because I'm like, I don't, you're too close. Or, you know, it's too, like, you're, I, the, I love the compliments, but, like, I, it's making me uncomfortable. So I've shied away from having guy friends because I, I don't have any that don't kind of want friends. more. I have a lot of guy friends, but my guy friends have turned into Antonio's friends. That's what I like, was going to say. Like, they're all his close yeah. friends now. And I'd be right. looking at them like, this was actually my best friend. Like, how is he your best friend now? But I do. I was wondering, like, what, you know, the dynamics were for having guy friends in different marriages. Because yeah. I have a lot of guy friends. I guess it's hard, though, to bring a new guy around. You know, be see, like, I don't do girlfriends. No, these are That's my me. old. These are, these are friends, like, that I knew yeah. way before or, or something like that. But new friends gonna get the side eye. No, like, not new ah. friends. But I don't do girlfriends, even if they old. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> like he can't have no girlfriends. Oh, okay, Just, okay. No, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm, yeah. I'm Scorpio. I'm crazy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. <laughs> Catch these hands. I mean, it's I, it's different. I, I don't. Brandon has a lot of girlfriends, friends that he talks to from high school and everything else. And you know, I don't necessarily see a problem with it as long as I know them. If I don't know you or if have had conversations with you and you don't respect the marriage, the foundation of marriage, then there's a problem. But if you respect that, we're cool. Have all the friends you want to. Just don't cross any boundaries. You know, I think that when I was thinking about guy friends, I was thinking about my own guy friends that belong to me, the only I have. But that's not true because all of Channing's guy friends have now, you know, his best friends are now my best friends. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they don't even call him no more. They be calling me like, what y'all doing tonight? Can I, you know, come through? But then my girlfriends are Channing's, you know, friends. So I think you start to, you know, like your sisters, yeah. it's like, you and know. That's why it's a family. Yeah, yeah. that's the beauty of it, though. Like, that's that camaraderie. Like, you have girlfriend camaraderie, and the guys have guy camaraderie, but then you also have couple camaraderie, too. Mm-hmm. And then the people that, you, iron sharpens iron. Like, you got to be able to lean on people. If you don't have any other couples that you're friends with, then it's really difficult to kind of be in an environment or ask for a help or accountability or even just go out and have fun with you know on a vacation or something with another couple you know so i it, i think that's the beauty of having like um opposite sex friends and it should intertwine at some point in time yeah, you absolutely. know what i mean that's but i i don't have any that would i would ever like kind of cross any like relationship boundary like talking about my marriage or anything like that with any guy friends like close close like i would my, one of my girlfriends yeah. that yeah. i don't have well, you know, that. Channing is crazy, so he pissed me through a lot. <laughs> and so I had to call his, like, best friend. I'm like, T, you better come get your friend, because he drives me crazy this week. You know, he's doing X, Y, Z. So I think it's good to even have friends that just know them for who they are. Yeah, because that's so important. Because Channing and his best friend, they've been together since, you know, roomies in college when he had a snake in there and a hog and got kicked out of the dorms. And <laughs> so he feels me. Like, he understands where I'm coming from, where I'm like, please come get your friend. You know, I am Channing. I got kicked out for having a snake in my dorm. You did? What's up with y'all having snakes, yo? I'm glad that you have. I just like snakes. My daughter's been asking for a snake. Get and I just can't. No, but I can't see myself going to PetSmart and bringing home a mouse and sitting the mouse. It's not that bad. It's really not. Wait, but how did you get kicked out? Who caught you? Well, I used to feed the snake in the bathtub in the dorm. It was a shared, like, we had one bathroom. Right. And so. You got kicked out, you said? Yeah. You deserved it. <laughs> but nobody used the tub. Nobody was taking bath. What if that snake got out? It would have wound up in my bed or something like no, that. No, he wouldn't have. Like I, ch- I would check on him. I would leave him there for maybe like twenty minutes. Twenty minutes? Yeah. By himself? Yeah. No, Ashley. No. That's he wasn't that big. He was, yeah. yeah. He was oh, small. see right there. Yeah. He, he was there. Like that's oh, okay. a snake. A baby. A worm. It's on there. No, it was worm. small. Brandon made me give mine away before I moved to Denver. Smart man. He was like he. Cause he <laughs> uh, not smart man. I was. <laughs> in my apartment, he was like, no, if you, you can come out here for a couple of months in our like trial period. He was like, you gotta, that, they gotta go. I donated it to a kindergarten classroom. Good. Let me tell you how my brother used to travel with his snake on an airplane in his pocket. Yeah, oh, yeah. I used to put mine in my purse. That is disgusting. I feel like anybody does this. I kept go my to snake jail. in my purse Y'all for a long jail. time at one point. <laughs> you should go to jail. That snake lived in my purse I'm for a little bring while. bring him the next episode. <laughs> 
He's going to be in my pocket. Yes, bring the snake. Yes. What's the snake's name? You ain't about that quarantine life. What? Yeah. You ain't about that quarantine, quarantine life. life. Mm-hmm. Get it. Or, you know, you can call him quarantine life or you can call him QT you for short. You ain't. You ain't. You ain't, you ain't welcome here. <laughs> tomato, tomato. He, it's a little snake. He's not. He's harmless. It's a little ball python. The kids love him. They do. The baby. I gotta How do a python kill their um, prey? They what? They, they strangle it. They strangle it. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, but yeah. it's little. It's okay. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> no snakes for me. Have you guys seen the Meghan Markle Harry um, interview? Oh, no. I didn't watch it. I haven't I watched the, the full yeah, episode, it. but I have watched some of the clips, which yeah. were enough. I saw it. It, it was, was disturbing. Enough. Was it? Yes. Oh, yeah, my God. Watch a lot of cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you say? Cartoons. I watch a lot of cartoons. <laughs> well, no, this was a late night for me. I think it was after it was after I did inventory. It was a late after boxing. I went boxing one night and then sat up and watched it. Um, but it you was box? I, huh? you box? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It it was disturbing. Um, and that one of the reasons why I want to bring it up is because we're talking about camaraderie, right? And one of the main, I don't know, because you said you didn't watch it, right? Mm-hmm. Not yet. No. One of the main things was Megan's lack of support. She didn't have the support that she needed to get the help that she needed when she was at a really, really, really low point in her life. And this is gotcha. a princess, okay, who's in the limelight, who has whatever is happening behind closed doors and whatever is out in the media and the face that she has to show to the public. Um, and sometimes I feel like that's kind of very similar to the lives that we live in a, in a way. Um, but she didn't have the support that she needed. And she dealt with um, suicidal ideations mm-hmm. and how she felt like she was not supported by the family that she married into certain people, um, which is why I wanted to bring up the girlfriend camaraderie. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the episode? Just your, like, rough. So I didn't get to watch the full thing. I only saw little clips of it from, like, CNN. But, I mean, it was just disturbing just from a standpoint of the stuff that was brought to her attention. You know, the color of her unborn child's skin and um, just her baby being born into this family, not being given a title. Mm -hmm. Like it was somebody that didn't belong to this family. Um, I, um, I personally feel as if they did what they were supposed to do and getting the hell up out of there. I mean, because I can see why he would feel as if, you know, the same things could have happened to her that happened to his mom, you know, like, if she had a state and not received the protection from the people who were protected the most, yeah. you know, there, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It also felt like they weren't going to let her win from the beginning. Like, no matter what she did, you know, and she was so elegant and so beautiful, just even throughout, like, their dating process, so giving. She gave me, like, Diana vibes, you know, just how she was connecting with people and just the charity that she was doing. And it just seemed like they couldn't handle that, along with her being a woman of color. But that was the same problem, you know, with Princess Diana. You know, they, you know, tried to outcast her and the public loved her so much. And it was such a problem. And she became bigger then, you know, the prince at the time. And, you know, he was just like, what the hell? Like, I didn't cheat on her. I did everything else. And y'all still praising her. Yeah. But I mean, people were praising her, too, just for the simple fact that, you know, she wasn't the typical bride you know, right. for this royal family. And then Harry said something that just resonated with me. He was he mentioned just like I've, I've been through this before and this was feeling so similar to what my mom had gone through. And poor thing. It I probably mean, became so re- more real to him in that moment, watching right. it play out through his wife. So he was like, this isn't even, I can't even play with this. You know, like my mom, my mother's gone because of paparazzi and them being so aggressive and chasing her and all these things. Um, and then, you know, they leave and fast forward. And 
I did not expect to hear Tyler Perry's name bought up. Wasn't that crazy? He is a hero he across is. the board. Yeah. I mean, he just, he's so giving and just so selfless. And the fact that he just took them in and gave them security. And we wouldn't have heard about it if we hadn't heard, you know, like it wasn't like he did it, you know. He never says anything. It. it was never, who would have thought they needed that, you know, like. Of all people. He's just such a solid guy, you know, and he deserves all his flowers. Hundred percent. I, I think it was really amazing to see, and I mean, I know that they have this platform, so you can't really just be like, "Oh, you're struggling," and turn your back. But at the same time, I think it was amazing to see how um, Harry supported her and supported um, what she needed and put. His family, the family that he he asked for, not the family that he was born into, but he put the family that he asked for first above all else and was able to kind of support her and help her get the help that she needed, which she ended up getting, um, but not after she moved. So if you guys haven't, it's, it's fascinating to see. And the type of backlash that they have gotten and that they're going to get for... I don't even know how long because they opened up and opened up about about, you know, suicide and opened up about mental health and opened up a a box of worms about race Mm -hmm. and all of these things that they discuss that are so hush hush. All of those topics are hush hush. It's only until 2020 that race was a huge topic to talk about. It was shied away from. And then for them to stand up on this platform with Oprah and be able to talk about these things and what they've experienced um, in their kingdom, queendom, you know, I thought it was profound. And it's still being denied. Like I've listened to some of the um, posting with the British media talk about, well, they didn't treat me that way. And I'm thinking like, just because they didn't treat you that way don't mean they didn't treat her that way. Yeah. Or that wasn't her experience. Like, and then more importantly, like you're not black. So you know, if that's their views, then, you know, they wouldn't have treated you that way. That double minority. You know, right. you're a woman, so you're to blame for anything and everything that's wrong. Um, not saying that that's how everybody feels, but in her situation, she was blamed for him leaving the family and leaving, um, you know, the legacy. But was that her? Did she do that? Or was that his decision for his family? You know, no, so- I've, Harry was built different from the beginning. <laughs> Harry was never with the BS. Like even he went into the army, you know, he, he didn't want to be like out and about and, you know, doing all that. He was kind of low key laid back. He followed and his mom's lead. He like, followed his yeah, mom's lead, you know, into the charity. Um, but it's interesting to even see how he maneuvered in the situation. He was willing to turn his back on everything for her um, because he knew it was unhealthy and he saw what his mom went through. So I think, you know, I respected him more after that, you know, interview and how he stood beside her and with her. And that's what you want from your husband to do, especially when they're getting attacked by the media like that, you know? I thought the whole situation was sad because, I mean, here it is. We were like, oh, we have a black princess, you know, and then yes. like we're, our, we have our girls to look up to this royalty. And it was the complete opposite of what she received, you know, and yeah. to whereas, you know, she doesn't receive the royalty treatment to where she has suicidal thoughts. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. it was just like a fairy tale that we didn't <sighs> like the ending, you know, like, oh, why did y'all end the book like that? Like, yeah. it makes sense. So I, being in the spotlight. So all of us are in the spotlight because we are married to individuals who played in the NFL and who are in the spotlight and in the limelight. So how has that impacted you or affected you? Or can you resonate with kind of some of the stuff that she's been through? Because I know I can. Oh, I know I can personally. <laughs> are you waiting for somebody else? Yeah, because I feel like I'm talking too much. Um, me personally, I had similar situations. Um, my husband was the epic media, you know, contact person of interest. So I was always, you know, being targeted by everybody. I remember there was this one reporter um, from the New York Post. I mean, she was so persistent in harassing me. Like every other week, it was an article about me. It was like 
all my past. Oh, she got caught stealing when she was whatever. You know, she, you know, slapped her previous, you know, child's father and went to jail. Like it was story after story after story. It's like I never got a break. And I saw myself like constantly like just being like, you know, pieces just being torn down, torn down. I mean, this lady went to the extent of like having a reporter at my kid's bus stop. So just the level of harassment. I mean, she put my address in the newspaper. Um, I mean, any incident that we had um, in our marriage, she was going like to the local police station, seeing, you know, if there was any police reports, how many times have I ever called the police. I mean, it was so bad. It like ruined my opportunity to go with y'all to go see Michelle Obama at the White House. Really? Yes, because it was just like a trail of stuff that I this lady- why you didn't go. <laughs> Girl, I have my, <laughs> my $10,000 ready. Like, I'm going to go see Michelle Obama. <laughs> but it was so heartbreaking that I couldn't go just because this lady had like spent so much time like harassing me. And I was like, I'm, I'm not going outside. You know, every time I went on the internet, I was just like, oh. Terika Camardi, you know, Antonio's wife. It was just story after story after story after story. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I was just depressed. Like, I had just had a baby and then just had another baby. So I was already dealing with, like, postpartum depression. I'm in a new state. At that time, had no friends. So I'm just like, how much more, like, you know, is this lady going to do, you know, to, like, and then... If my marriage is not right and I'm constantly blaming him, well, it's your fault. Like, you know, stop this. And he had no control over it either, but I was blaming him because it was his name, you know, that was bringing me along in all the tabloids. Like, I'm not playing football. I have nothing to do with this, but since they can't hurt you, it was like, let me, yeah, let me direct you know, our attention towards you. Well, and that and some, well, somebody that doesn't have any media training, doesn't know how to deal with, you know, the stories or reports and things like that. I mean, media is a whole nother beast. I don't even, that's, if they were as nice as they were nasty, I think it would be okay. But the realness of it is is like 80-20. It's 80% nasty and about 20% nice. And it don't matter if it's the truth or not. That's what I don't like about the media. Like, just because, I'm like, just because you see something on the internet does not mean it's true. I I read stuff, I'm like, oh my God, I didn't know I did this. I didn't know this happened in my life. Oh, okay. I learned learned something new about me on the internet today. And then they call you and ask you if you want to comment on it. Like, oh, you know, this is such and such from, I just want to know. How do they get your phone numbers and stuff? Everything is public. It's public. public. So, I mean... They can put your address out there. Now, I ain't never had no reporter call me. Y'all know oh, my yeah. husband been through some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they all called me and they said, "Oh yeah, we're having an article come out on this day. We just want to." I hope they don't call me wanna... now. No, don't just call like, me. Excuse me. <laughs> you better check the public sites and make sure your info's not. <laughs> oh, this bitch. I think if I saw her to this day, I might like. You might throw the man. Yes, on. Well, I mean, she, a boxing. she put me through a lot. Like I remember, like knowing like the article would be coming out, like and then just be like bawling in tears. And then it's just like you know that day or whatever. Like news media, it'll be like that story for that day, but that day would be like three years. It seemed like it'll be the longest day of just drama. And, and it then, just it also seems to me when I see stories like that come out um and it's us black women the media is so hard on us you know it's not but it's not even just the media no but it's it's true i feel like the media when they portray us and cover us you know they're always so hard on us and even in situations where it might not even be our fault you know but you're gonna put us in it what's that mean with nini like why you put me in it like you sit there like why'd you put me in this yeah I think the limelight, you know, it comes, it has, don't get me wrong, it has its perks and its benefits and it's amazing. Like we have this amazing platform because of that. We're able to speak into lives of individuals who may not have role models or may not have a big sister or somebody that has ever talked about mental health or postpartum or something like that. So it's a blessing, truthfully. And at the same time, it's not something to be taken lightly because there's a lot of responsibility that comes along with it. There's a lot of um, pain that comes along with it sometimes. I'll be a testament to that. Um, but there's, there's, there's so much more to it than the glitz and the glam and the hair and the makeup. Um, and, the, and the lights on Sunday. Because after Sunday, 
you have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, <laughs> you know, and you have to deal with life, right. you know, and what you see on this highlight reel and Instagram and whatever else is not real life. You know, you do life with your friends and you do life with your sisters, you do life with your husband and the people around you um, that you support and that support you. And it's extremely, extremely important um, to make sure you have a support system around you for those times, you know, when you're in tears in your bathroom by yourself or, you know, or celebrating the good times, you know, not all bad. But I just appreciate you guys and I love you guys. Um, I know I can um, talk about anything with you, you know, and so for that, I'm in forever grateful to you guys. Um, but I wanted to shed light on a situation that most people aren't privy to, you know. Do you have any, is there anything that you've had to deal with in far, as far as media or anything? I, oh, you were on the show, both of you guys, too. Yeah, I mean... So I guess in that sense, it was like the other way around. I did a reality TV show. So, you know, that opens up our lives to the world um, in a different way outside of sports. And honestly, I I could handle the the haters or whatever that you're going to get just from, you know, opening yourself up to the world that you're going to get. But for me, it was hard more so like getting it from family. Um, a lot of, I got a lot of flack from family and that was a shock for me. So, um, I think just not being just the wife or just being the mom, you know, they weren't expecting me to be, you know, not saying I'm a star, but you know, they, they see their, their son or their nephew or whoever. They see my husband as the star. So once I was in the limelight, I got a lot of it from family. And so for me, that's what hurt me the most. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't the media. I can take media, make it up stories and, you know, fans or haters or whatever saying whatever. But I think for me, it was really hard, like dealing with, you know, people who are closer to me having these opinions. Um, so for me, that was just so uh, something that I had to really like deal with. And um, I'm okay with it now. And, you know, things work themselves out. But um, I don't really care so much about people that I don't know. So, you know, people that I don't know can say whatever they say. I, it's not, I, I mean, I read it. I read every comment. I read, like, oh, I read, really? I'm not, yeah, I do. I do. I'm not gonna lie. I read every comment, but it doesn't bother me. But it's the people that I actually know once I hear how they feel or what they think about me, that really affects me. Yeah. So, um, I don't really care what people think about me. It's the people that are actually in my life. The people that matter. Yes. Family is slippery too, because yeah. that hurts the exactly. worst. You know, it's like, yes. I could deal with, like, they don't even know me, so it doesn't matter. But it's like, you knew, you yeah, know you me. You know me. You know, right? me. You know exactly. my heart. Like, yes. you're supposed to yes. have my back, you know? Yeah. So I. That's I a part of it, like, just dealing with that, that I think people don't also, you know, think about. It's like, you know, we're out here and people know us and stuff, but it's the people closest to us that are affected, too. And they have opinions, too, you know. And when I hear those things, I'm like, oh. And, you know, and also they don't understand that TV is TV. Right. You know, yeah. so that's a whole nother thing that you have to tackle and explain to them. And, you know, it's a whole thing. So, yeah, that's me. That's yeah. Got you reality star. I don't even I don't even think that's something that I could ever I just I don't think reality TV is something that I could do and open myself up to because I don't know if I could not be who I need to be in the moment. You know what I mean? But you can absolutely be you. It's yeah. just the editing and it's the it's everything else. And then it's people's own perspective of whatever is going on in the situation. Yeah. So you can still be you, but it'd be taking a whole nother but Direction. that's what scares me. Yeah. That's the part that scares me. Chef Lo. Yes, ma'am. Hi. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> Sorry, we were having an in-depth conversation no problem, here no trying problem. to understand. It was interesting. Trying to, what do we have? So today we pretty much got a Cajun shrimp and a three, uh, three cheese grits. So I wanted to bring it back. I wanted to bring it more into comfort foods, getting away a little bit more from the healthy part and just going into something that you just like to eat more or less. 
We like to eat. So I like I'm to gonna eat. be a hard critic. I'm not gonna lie. Cause this is like one that's of fine, my top that's fine. five. If it's nasty, days. let me know. But it's not gonna be nasty. I know it's not gonna be nasty, but yeah, okay. Thank you. Do you read comments at all from the show? I did it one time, and my girl said stop. And honestly, I did. I was like, I, I stopped it because I found myself kind of getting, you know, kind of bought into it. And at the end of the day, it was just like. We got this train moving. Let's just keep it moving. I don't need any negative energy coming my way. Yeah. So it's just me personally. I I stay away from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I could be really nice and whatnot, but then it's you know sometimes. Was it good comments? Was it good comments or bad comments? It was. It was. I'm not gonna lie. It was a lot of good comments, but it's for some it's reason. Some mean people, huh? It's some mean people out there. I know. Bro. I was reading baller they alerts me comments, and I was like, oh, let what? me. They called me a simp. I was like a simp because it was the episode when we was talking. Um, about vice president, they was like, oh, I don't really agree with what you're saying, this, this, and that. Oh, he's a simp. And I'm just, oh, whatever. Yeah. Well, people are going to love you and hate you at the exact same time. Yes, so ma'am. the people that... I've learned people love you for the same reason they hate you. Yeah. Or yeah. they hate you for the same reason they love you. Like, yeah. it's... Yes, ma'am. I think people have started to really love me, which I'm happy because before I used to get all this hate comments. Now people are like, oh, I love you. You're this and that. I'm like, thank you. Like, I need this positivity because yeah. y'all used to like roast me. Like some people I'd be like, oh, girl, I remember you from like five years ago. You used to talk so much stuff under my page. But I'm going to accept you now. Have you gotten any like um, kind of like stardom or fame or anything that I randomly had somebody text me the other day on some, uh, hey, man, you think you can talk to Brandon and them? Um, <laughs> I've had somebody asking, you know, they was having trouble if they rent and they rent. Yeah. Somebody was, you know, and then uh, I feel like it was a couple of scams was coming my way. It's, you Go know, find me. I'm a social person, but if I don't really know you, it's just like eh, I take my time with you more or less. That's a lot. <laughs> That's what they find your number for <laughs> on the sites. What are your thoughts, Ashley? What? On what? Oh, on this? Oh, it's good. It's really good. What's the inspiration behind the meal? I just wanted to like get away from more of the healthy stuff that I usually cook for because that's what traditionally we cook at HOA every every day. Yeah. I just want to do something that I like personally, and I just thought you guys would like as well. Thank you. Yes, yes no problem, we do. No it's delicious. Thank you. Thank you. I haven't gotten to the shrimp yet, but I'm about to because I was talking. So. No problem. No problem. Thank you so much. All right. No problem. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Chef. I think this is a phenomenal discussion. Um, to me, I, it's, camaraderie is everything. The guys kicked off their their last one of their last shows. Um, with supporting each other. And so I really just want to encourage people to check on their strong friends and to be the person, be a sounding board. You know, don't, don't, don't get in the weeds with a bunch of stuff and um, be able to support the people that you truly love because we all need it. The strong ones, the weak ones, the, the, you know, the ones, ones that are young, the ones that are old, the ones with kids, without kids, you name it. Yeah. And I think each person, like we're, and especially through COVID and everything that's going on right now, it, it has put such a strain on relationships, on marriages, on families, on friendships and everything. So this was insightful and I'm really um, appreciative of you guys. So. I appreciate you too, Mishi. Cheers. I swear the line was around the corner when she walked right in. High heels, short dress, he should have known right then. He walked over like you the shorty, I should be rocking. She told him, baby, I'm a job, you need to get clocked in. She next level, ask for the prize, she won't settle. No breaks, so she hit the road, foot to the pedal. No days off, I mean, that's often offensive. She like the ball, like the park with the fences. Yeah, so her lifestyle get awfully expensive. She might dismiss it, but it's hard. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.